Welcome back in, DJ and PK. 8 o'clock hour, Dale Murphy is joining us, and he's joining us on the Smart Rain guest line, best of state winner. Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Visit smarttrain.net or call 877-346-3333. 877-346-3333. Dale Murphy joining DJ and PK only. DJ is gone. Riley Jensen, quarterback coach, mental health performance coach, is joining us. Dale Murphy, good morning. How are you, my friend? Oh, good good morning, uh, PK. Good morning, Riley. Uh, yeah, I mean, doing great. <laughs> uh, what a game last night! I was in Atlanta for those three games and uh, recovered. That was a uh, I, I was running all over the place, having a blast in it, in Atlanta between the game and my restaurant and sponsors. So I had a busy weekend, uh, but settled into the sofa last night and. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Just so happy for, well, there's so many people, you know, obviously the whole organization, but Brian Snitker is someone that us kind of old timers really have a, a connection to. So it was really a special night. Yeah, now he's been with the organization since 1977, a grinder, various places in the organization with coaching, minor league, blah, blah, blah. Finally gets a chance, what, in 16 as the interim, and here you are this year winning it all. I mean, there's all sorts of stories, as there always are in these cases, but in terms of setting an example for people of showing up, going to work, putting your head down, doing the best you can, this is just a great story with this manager. Yeah, I think it's you're right. Uh, there are a lot of storylines. I think baseball lends itself to uh, stories like this, especially in the postseason. As we all know, baseball you can't get the play, the best the ball into your best player's hands uh, unless he's a, a closer. But you can't get you know you can't get Freddie up there in the ninth unless his his slot turns up. So what happens is you you know and, and then you you end up with a little uh, uh, mix up in your pitching rotation and you know you get you got a storyline there, someone you haven't heard of, but, uh, so many, so many storylines, but talking about Brian Snitker and showing up for work. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, about halfway through the season, I thought of that because they were under 500 and then they got to 500. Then they set a record for winning a game, losing a game, winning a game, losing a game. They, they went about 10 days or, or maybe, maybe no longer than that. They went up, I can't even remember, about 15 games, winning and losing, and couldn't get over 500. Uh, could have got frustrated in that, but this is the perfect example of Brian Snitker just every day just shows up and and concentrates on that game. And that's what every, you know, really it's an organizational win. There's so many storylines from the front office to the scouts making trades to uh, guys coming up from the minor leagues. Uh, we all know that the MVP of the LCS got um, Rosario was from the trade deadline. It's Soler, MVP of the World Series, yeah. was a, tra- a, a deadline, tra- a trade deadline acquisition as well. So, I mean, it's just yeah, they just show up. This this team just kept grinding, and I think a lot of times you take the personality of your manager and uh, these guys just. Every day showed up and pitched a bit, 
is where they end up. Great story. Great story. Uh, Dale, as a as a young man, I I had the opportunity to listen to you speak up at the Spectrum in Logan as a as a twelve year old, and I know that you still use this today in some of the things that you speak about to to various groups. And it was you know swing hard just in case, <laughs> and and I and I always loved it, and I always thought it was like really really just a, a an impactful speech that you gave to me as a young man. Is there a coach? Or is there someone that, that sticks out to you from your youth that gave you some great wisdom as to, to all the different success that you had as a professional, as a as a professional now in what you're doing? Well, thank you, Riley. Yeah, I, uh, uh, you know, I listened to uh, Ted Simmons' uh, Hall of Fame speech and also his St. Louis uh, Sports Hall of Fame speech. Uh, you know, I ran across that, which happened a few years ago, and Ted went, got inducted to the Hall of Fame this, the Baseball Hall of Fame this summer. Um, he said it, it, in in his speech in St. Louis, which I I remember the phrase he used. He said something like, "You know, when you give speeches like this, people say don't start mentioning names because you'll forget someone." He says, "Well, I'm going to start naming names." <laughs> and he went on for about 20 minutes. All he did was <laughs> say the person's name. And, you know, I could do that right now. I don't think we have 20 minutes, and I'm going to have to write it down because I will probably forget someone. There are a number, you know, just throughout your life and throughout my career, yeah, people came up to me. Uh, I had a very influential coach in high school, Jack Dunn best coach that I've ever had, including professional. So how lucky was I to grow up in a, in a neighborhood with a hall of, high school Hall of Fame coach and, and when he went to he, he's in the college Hall of Fame uh, wow. as a coach too. So and then I go into pro ball, uh, yes, just time and time again. Uh, one that sticks out is a teammate of mine, Gary Matthews, who when he was traded, Braves fans will remember back. Yeah, Sarge. <laughs> And the reason why Pete Rose named him Sarge is because he he was not afraid to say what needed to be said, which a lot of young players have trouble with. But he came up to me and challenged me one day when I was really struggling and really challenged me and actually asked me if I was scared because I looked scared at the plate. And it's that's essentially it. I was so offended. I didn't act offended, but I was like, well – Something's got to change here if I'm looking scared. Uh, little things like that. I've had a number of coaches, and and but that's that was a very influential small conversation in my early in my rookie year with Gary Matthews. And I could think, and I will think of some more. I'm going to start writing them down right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that speech ready. We need you in the Hall of Fame. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Thank you. Dale Murphy joining us, obviously Atlanta Braves legend, Atlanta Braves winning the World Series. You just spoke earlier here a few minutes ago where you say you can't put the ball in your superstar's hands. And for some people, that's viewed as a knock on baseball. But I, you know me, I'm a baseball dude. I have been since 
birth. It got in my blood and has stayed there ever since. I actually think that's the reason to celebrate the sport because what I call guys like Bucky Dent, and we all remember the home run, right? When did Eddie Rosario turn into Ted Williams? I mean, come on. He was coming up with base hits every time, and then he didn't have the maybe the bat in the World Series, but he makes a phenomenal play in left field up against the wall where it seemed like he was swatting a fly in the dark, and he ends up making the catch. I actually think that's the strength of the game. Yeah, Freddie Freeman is a star MVP, hits the home run late in the game, has a big hit early in the game, and that's great and all, but I like the fact that you got to account for everybody because you don't know who's going to come up big in any situation, and that we've seen it throughout the history of the game and legendary moments that literally live on forever because they're so-called no-name guys and they Bucky Dennett. Absolutely, I, I, you, that's exactly the the one of the attractions of baseball. Uh, um, that catch, for instance, will be replayed throughout the history of the Atlanta Braves, right. uh, much like other memorable moments. And it's a guy we traded for at the deadline from I don't even know who we got him from Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Minnesota. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was just a utility yeah. guy for the Twins. Yeah. Um, but we could go on and on. I think there were six trades. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, during that time, uh, but but anyway, let's talk about Rosario. And there's a number of other situations. But anyway, yeah, that's that's the it is the beauty of the game. Eddie Rosario is, will be and always, and like you said, I'm repeating what you said. Freddie will always be a hero, and in, in but now so will Eddie Rosario. He's going to come back in 20 years, and and people say I was there when you made the catch. And let's think about: Is there been another time? Otis Nixon, the catch against the Pirates, uh, climbed the wall, wall. Yeah. and I don't know who he is, Van Slyke or someone. Yeah, but I, I agree. I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. It's it's a really interesting part of baseball. We we got to be careful not to get rid of the interesting parts. I'm in favor of some things to change, but this is one of the attractions of the game. Uh, and and Joe Posnanski said it best. Uh, I can't do the exact quote, but he said something like, "I can't argue with people when they say baseball is boring because it is." But every once in a while, when something happens, it's it's mind boggling and incredible. And you'll remember it forever, and that's that's the nature of the game, and uh, that's I mean all the cliches. That's why they play the game. The game isn't over till the last out. You always have a shot. There's no clock in baseball. It's all true. It just is. It's a marvelous game. It really is, and especially when you're on the winning side. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dale, I have a question for you. When what is harder facing down? Nolan Ryan in Major League Baseball or parenting, you know, studs like Jake Murphy and Sean and McKay and all this. Is that what? Is, what is tougher or what has been more enjoyable? Wow, uh, that, that 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 is a very interesting question. With what is tougher and what is more enjoyable? Uh, <laughs> well, you know. Uh, Nancy is a great mom, and so I don't take a lot of credit for raising this family. But let me just say that 
Uh, facing Nolan Ryan is not fun. If you get a hit, you get a few thousand people cheering you. <laughs> if you're a good parent, there's not a lot of people giving you a standing ovation. <laughs> but that's the most. But that is the most important thing in life. Is, is your family, and I think that's one of the challenges with with uh, job family uh, balance is you always get pats on the back and accolades and attention. But doing the most important things sometimes are not that uh, um, you, you don't get a lot of public praise and pats on the back and ego boosting. So I would say in all instances, uh, even though our kids are great, just being a parent and, and, uh, and uh, is, is forever, uh, you know, the most important, most challenging the most critical part of our lives. Dale Murphy joining us. Do you know, this is going to be a bizarre question, but stay with me for a second here. Do you know Tony LaRusso and Dave Stewart well at all? Not well. I know them. Um, and, uh, but, you know, one thing is we didn't have interleague play in the back in the day. I probably would have known them better. But, yeah, I know Tony and, okay. and uh, the reason, uh, and Dave Stewart, yeah. the reason why I Dave, bring Dave that up. Tony, yeah. Uh, you know, come and have an Arizona background, and they started the Diamondbacks yeah. in '98, yeah. and they are the two guys who traded Dansby Swanson for Shelby Miller, Dale. Shelby Miller, and they gave up the number one pick, the shortstop, Dansby Swanson. If you ever see them, could you smack those guys in the back of the head for all Diamondback fans? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, well, I'll simultaneously, I'll do the hug and a slap in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would hug him. No, yeah, I got it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. No, I, you know, I did, I saw Dansby. I was doing a little part-time stuff. In fact, I could have, I was doing some part-time stuff in the break. I, in fact, I could have been in the draft room the year he was drafted. Not that I was any part of the draft. I was an observer. But I remember being in the Braves draft and seeing, you know, video of him, you know, 1-1. And Dansby Swanson, you know, looked like a quality kid, a competitor. And, you know, 1-1. First player pick, first round. I'm like, whoa. And then the next year, Shelby actually had a good year for us. I I, I don't know what they didn't see in, in Dansby. I, I, it, it is a mind-boggling trade, uh, especially – Number one, wasn't he number one? Yes, yes, he was. Out of Vanderbilt. Yes, he was. He was number one, man. Championship team, quality kid. I mean, it, and, uh, I, 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 you know, it, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. PK, it still boggles (laughs) the mind. You know, everybody, every organization, uh, I'll tell you, though, every organization does kind of have that one trade where they're like, what, what did we do? But, that was a head scratcher just because he only played a short season. Right. He had only played 70 games in rookie ball. In fact, it was in Hillsboro, Oregon. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, so, and then I don't think Shelby really contributed to the uh, no. Diamondbacks. He never did. I mean, he didn't win a game. He got hurt. And now I think he's getting uh, raked out of the bullpen for the Pirates. Yeah, it's a. It's an odd game, and, and and there's a lot of, you know. Let's just talk about scouts for one second, if we got time. Yeah, go ahead. This this Braves championship, um, I would not only like to see these scouts get a ring, which they will, but you got to seriously consider giving them a raise because number one, they aren't making that much money. I can guarantee <laughs> you that they don't make enough. If I started an organization, my first ten hires would be scouts. 
uh, they facilitated these trades, not only the ones that happened at the trade deadline. They're making decisions. You know, it's not like, hey, 80-20, I think Rosario is somebody we need, or Soler, uh, or Jock Peterson. You have, you have to put, as a scout, they don't take that. It's a yes or a no. You know, should we do this? And you, right. have, to, you have to put yourself on the line. And uh, they did this. They saw Soler... They said he's turned a corner. We feel he's turned a corner. And, you know, he hits one out of the stadium last night, among other big hits and, and et cetera, throughout the few months he was with Atlanta. Uh, so, anyway, scouts see things differently. Um, who knows what happened back then? But, uh, you know, scouts, it, it, they, they're the backbone of your organization. Scouts and minor league instructors. And uh, you see it in the big leagues, and it's all glitzy and everything, but the guys not making a lot of money that are putting their careers, literally their careers, on the line with decisions because, uh, you know, it's just a remarkable – it's fun. I've hung around with scouts, and that year I was with the Braves for a while, and I was like, how do you decide? Because every guy I see looks great to me. (laughs) (laughs) And and, – so anyway, all right. Before uh, we let you go, Dale. Yeah, I and I love the game, but I gotta say it does bug me to see third baseman Manny Machado throwing out a guy from right field because they've got some crazy shift on, and he's basically like the rover in softball. Uh, I I don't know what they can do. Uh, because it doesn't seem like players are – they seem like they're reluctant to go the other way or lay one down, and these shifts, to an extent, are bothering me. So I've come up with a plan that you can play any guys wherever you want, but you have to have f- four guys who have to start each pitch with their feet, their back foot – on the dirt of the infield. You can line them up wherever you want. You can put them all down the first baseline if you want. But they've got to have four guys whose feet are on the dirt, and then everybody else can be wherever they want. Because I think something needs to be done here to get more balls in play, and these analytics and these nerds from MIT are taking over the game. What do you got? I, If I was commissioner, I would look at your... Uh, everything's on the table to me. In other words... You know, I used to say, hey, the shift is the shift. We can't, you can't regulate that. But I would start to, yes, I would look at your idea, look at anybody's idea. In other words, I would consider it. I'd probably move, try to move a little faster than baseball is. Because you're right. Uh, um, the, the pitchers have a big advantage. They're throwing harder. You talk about uh, going the other way. It's, it's hard to do when it's throwing 96. Back in my day, I might be able to hit one over there, you know, because not everybody through 96 but i would look at it i definitely would consider a lot of things uh to to help uh, the hitters out see a little more offense it is frustrating especially when you see someone in a position like a rover but hey here's my bottom line on analytics it's math i can't argue with math and the shift happens because it works that's the only reason they do it um, the only reason why they don't steal, they don't hit and run, they don't bunt as much is because the analytics say it's, it's not a good percentage move. So I, I can't argue with the math, but I would consider rules changes. Uh, like you said, I'd consider it. Absolutely. And the other thing is we got to figure out 
how to get this game to three hours on average. No, actually, two forty-five. Two forty-five. You know, four-hour game starting at eight o'clock. Yeah, is 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 not is not gonna is is not gonna generate the next group of fans. We're not gonna lose the guys, the people that love the game. They'll sit there for six hours. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but we need to get this game to two forty-five. And then also forty-five minutes. I've been I've been slow on this, but I'm willing to make the move. Universal DH, it's got to happen. Yeah, it, it's happened. The, it, can you imagine? We're playing the World Series for the last 40 years under different set of rules. It's that ridiculous. It's it, it's unreal. I, I I can't even believe there. As as much as I would don't like the DH for strategy reasons. Yeah, it's time. Right. It's way past time. Right. Uh, way past time. Way it. I can't say that any any clearer. But I, I just was thinking during this World Series uh, um, that uh, we've been doing this for forty years in different ballparks. We had a reliever uh, for, and I can't remember his name for the Astros, who was the last pitcher to hit, probably in the history of the game. He probably hadn't had a, an at bat in ten years, <laughs> and. And uh, he went up there. They told him not to swing. They didn't want him to pull a muscle. And that's where we're at. That what kind of baseball is that? Right. So, yeah. You're yeah. right. It's coming. All right. Hey, well, enjoy enjoy the Braves winning the World Series. You truly are a Braves legend, and we appreciate you joining us. Oh, so thankful to be on, guys. Anytime, especially after the Braves win a World <laughs> Series. <laughs> okay. Talk to you next October, then. <laughs> yeah, all right. Good, Thanks, good idea. All, all right. right. Thank you. That's Dale Murphy joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now, another winner of a different kind is joining us, and he is Andrew. Andrew Reinhardt. You've seen him on TV, radio all over the place. He's from Wasatch Medical Clinic. I've heard you in Phoenix. I've heard you in St. George. I think if I go to Europe, I might hear you, Andrew, because you are a celebrity now, and you're talking about ED, which is so important. Tell us why it's important, basically, and what you can do and what Wasatch Medical Clinic can do to take care of the situation. That's right, Pika. You can't you can't escape me. I follow you everywhere, <laughs> but this is an important subject, erectile dysfunction. Here's the main attraction and why so many men in so many cities are taking these treatments. Uh, a guy suffering with erectile dysfunction typically has a blood flow problem, maybe plaque buildup, maybe damaged blood vessels. That is what the acoustic wave therapy at Wasatch Medical Clinic repairs. 50 clinical studies, in fact, have agreed with us, the Cleveland Clinic, this is one of the biggest hospitals in America, here's what they said after they tested it. It created a clinical and statistical increase in blood flow. That is so cool. Who doesn't want more blood flow in this part of the body, in the bedroom? No pills, no chemicals. That means no more side effects. There you go, man. You make it sound so simple. I'm not going to say that it is simple, but what I am going to say is it's correctable. That's the most important thing. If you got the issue, it's fixable, correctable, correct? That's right. We've been up treating the symptoms for 30 years with the pill, not addressing the blood flow, the blood vessels, uh, anything, the tissue, and now we're fixing the problem, and that's a big relief for a lot of guys because they get the on-demand function in the bedroom back. There you go. All right. 
Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. Tell us about why you're on today and what you have to offer if guys call today. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED, regain your love life, or just improve performance and frequency, we do a lot of that too, uh, give us a call now. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with the MD, no charge. The gift, uh, this is worth the trip, guys, produces immediate results in the bedroom. And if you're like so many and you feel like uh, a little lethargic maybe, blood work and testosterone is free today as well. There you go. Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, PK. All right, Riley Jensen coming up next, man. What to do if you can't make a shot? Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 of the zone.